Episode 5 of Telly.Click, the podcast where Mike Ward, the Daily Stars TV critic, and me, Simon Hoban from BBC Radio, sift through the TV schedules for the week, pick out the best... Panning for gold. Panning for gold. Uh, Mike, we're going to start, as as the week generally does, with Monday. Yeah, Monday, the uh, December the 11th. And um, what's interesting is there's a... We've obviously just finished uh, I'm a Celebrity... And they've got out there, um, and that's been going out every night for, what, three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and ITV are replacing it at 9 o'clock with another nightly drama. So we've got this new um, Sarah Parrish drama called Bancroft right. going out uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of this week. So I quite, li- I quite like it when they do that with dramas because it means you don't have to remember stuff for an entire week. Um, and obviously in this day and age when people binge watch it feels closer to the spirit of the binge watch than the old fashioned you know oh we've got to wait for another seven days to figure out Mm. what's going to happen and you know as I say there's so many dramas going on that anything that enables you to kind of keep track of it it's got to be good isn't it do you ever mix them up you watch all these things do you ever mix up your happy valley with your missing whatever it might be I think you have to sort of I don't watch many things all the way through from episode one right to the end if you do, I think you have to find some way of distinguishing between them mm-hmm. uh, in your head. Otherwise, characters kind of overlap. Did not, you... not, it depends what it is. Obviously, not Peaky Blinders and, and um, <laughs> yeah. some sort of Coronation rom-com. There was a different drama um, lined up for this week to go out four nights a week instead of Bancroft, which, which I will actually get around to talking about in a minute, mm-hmm. by the way, called Hatton Garden. If you actually go out and buy the Radio Times, it's got a whole feature on this drama which has been pulled from the schedules. Oh. I don't quite know why, but it will presumably re-emerge at some point. I did actually watch the first episode of the one that's no longer on. I didn't think it was that great, so maybe they just decided it needs polishing or something. Yes. I, don't know. Yeah. I don't know how these things work. Bancroft is about a cop with issues. <laughs> um, yeah, personal issues. Are they uh, retired yet? No, no. It's Sarah Parrish. I like Sarah Parrish. She's good in, in most things she does. She was very good as a giant red spider in Doctor oh, Who. Oh, excellent in that. Yeah. Difficult role. Difficult role. Uh, Bancroft is about... I can't really say too much. That's what you care anyway, but um, because I'll give away everything about it quite easily. But uh, she's got... Um, issues and um uh, is haunted by something from the past and um another cop a young ambitious uh, police officer called ds Catherine stevens her mm. name is irrelevant really but i just thought i'd mention it um has been assigned some cold cases to go through and one of these cold cases is one that uh, sarah Parrish's character bancroft mm-hmm. uh, was involved in uh, 27 years ago and she's a little disturbed to realize that it's being investigated again all right, right. Okay. Yeah. Adrian Ebenson's in it. I can't watch Adrian. He's, he's, you know, he turns out as straight acting quite a lot now. But to me, he's always going to be Vivian from <laughs> The Young Ones, smashing the telly through to the with window, or, <laughs> yeah. or running up and down a railway track with his head up, decapitated, <laughs> yeah. whatever that episode was. That was the University Challenge one. That the was the University one. Challenge one. But yeah, it, it, but it's, it's quite good actually. And I, I mean, I was, it, it's very sort of. Um, I was going to say obvious in a lot of ways, but it's one of those things you sort of watch and you get to the end and you think, oh, I do actually want to know what happens next, even though I know this is good, this is a bit box ticking in terms of you yeah. know TV cop drama things. But there you go. What happened to Mike from the Young Ones? Oh, he, he was the, the last time I one. saw him. He was in Abfab. He was he was oh. the um, yeah he played uh, the husband. I think it was like a henpecked husband of of one of Adina's old friends yeah. or something like that. And that's the only time I saw him. But I, I, I don't. He just. He always. He was always out of sync with the others to me. That character. Definitely, the Mike, the cool person. Yeah, didn't really work at all. And he wasn't particularly intrinsically funny in himself, was he? No. And, and I don't know whether the argument is that you needed a straight man to the rest of the madness. 
but I don't think you did. There is that argument, but there wasn't. He wasn't straight enough. No, exactly. For you to think, oh yes, I I, I connect with his straightness, or mm. I see his straightness, and he he, he puts the madness into context. Yeah, he was just a bit of a badly developed character Indeed. that didn't really work. Um, what else have we got? Oh, uh, poor Hollywood of Baker's life. That's carrying on on Channel Four. Um, and he talks about when he cooked for the Queen Mum at somewhere. Right. This is I quite... don't know if it's regularly or not. I was or... going to say it's quite an extended. Program this isn't it? Oh Has, gosh, we, yeah. he's had we not... well, it's a busy life he's had. Has he, four, right. four episodes of this. I mean, did he do much before? They're only half hours. Oh, okay, right. How much is there to talk about before Bake Off? Well, there is um, his fact because he comes from a, a, a line of bakery people, right. I think, and he did other cooking, and I think that was the deal. You know, I'll come across, but I want my own series. Yeah. But he's back anyway, 8 o'clock, Channel 4. And, uh, oh, the Marigold people, the real Marigold, the veteran celebrities, they're off to Cuba. All right. Uh, An ex-BBC newsreader, Jan Leeming, uh, agrees to go on a date with some bloke she meets while taking a dip in the sea. Jan doesn't waste any time, does she? She doesn't waste any time, no. I'm not really sure what the point of this programme is. There's there's, there's an awful lot of these now, which I'm sure we'll get around to talking about regularly. You know, the whole veteran celebrities, let's get maybe half a dozen of them who don't have any obvious connection or they might have a bit of a connection and pack them off abroad together somewhere on a bus or in a hotel or on a you know in a caravan or on a motorhome mm. or on a barge or or something or other i guess it's a combination of sort of nostalgia and uh cheapness it might be one of those things that if you're really bored and slightly drunk and you're channel hopping and you just sort of stumble upon it and you you can't. You, you suddenly lose any energy in your fingers to press the remote anymore. You might just let it wash over you. But yeah, it's it's sort of just noise, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, I, I mean, you might as well just watch. I don't know, Fish Tank. Fish Tank or, or the Blue um, Planet Two, as we call it. Blue Planet Two. Yeah, yeah, do that. Is it still on that? Apparently, have we, have we finished? Is he oh finished? no, the B, yeah, because the BBC. I, I think I can't remember how they're doing this, but apparently it's now going to be available. Uh, in ultra, 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 ultra. We could carry on forever doing ultra, ultra. That's quite high definition thing. And you see, the trouble is, it's doing this. And I got this press release saying, "Oh, if you've got this one of these types of TV, you can watch it in ultra, ultra, ultra." Didn't say that high definition. I think, well, that just really, you know, confirms what I thought. This is all about looking good and and the sort of program that looks good if you're watching on a big screen. In um, in your local Curry's PC world, and you can't decide which telly to buy. Well, it's trying to show off how good your telly can be. Also, the version that you get, the finished version, you mm. can just see that so much has gone into post production because yeah. when they do the making of bit in the last fifteen minutes, and you see how it's being filmed, yeah, it just looks so much cheaper. Yeah, yeah. the actual footage is, so is not as great. Sort of cheating, isn't it? Yeah, it I, should, think... I want it exactly as it would be. I know. If I just stuck a camera under the water yeah and that's not what we're getting at all and the sound effects don't get me started on that they had one with a, a, a kind of plant thing an algae thing that was eating yeah. and it was basically they, they put like this over the top of it which wasn't there no clearly not have we not had this before though with some of these um these bbc uh you know they're great for, I mean, you know i've said yeah. before that i recognize their greatness and it's it's largely just me but has there not been sort of accus- accusations in the past yes of, yeah that's right sort of you know enhancing it Fixing in a way it. that's slightly dis- 
arguably yeah. a tad deceptive. Yeah, there was no way that buffalo was on that iceberg. Uh, yes, Definitely exactly. Not. Was that the one? I think it was. Yeah. Was it giraffe? Uh, it, what the buffalo was on the giraffe? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't know actually. But it was something like that. So I, I think. I think I, I stand by my original, you know, argument that it's not everything it's cracked up to be. We're getting ahead of ourselves because that's on Sunday. Okay. So let's, let's go. go. To, let's go to Tuesday, December the twelfth. I do love that twinkly bit. You like it's, that bit at the end? It's sort of peaceful. It feels like I should be in a spa and somebody's, <laughs> somebody's going to do some sort of massage on my neck. Yeah. And, and um, I like it. Mm. Hot stone massage. They're good. Have you had one but of those? I love a hot stone. Oh, I, yes. I, I think, actually, I haven't had one for ages, but I think, you know, a good hot stone massage is, is hard to beat. As the undertones didn't sing. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, but they should have done. Yeah, they missed a trick. Mm. The world's most expensive presents, Tuesday, December the twelfth. We're on uh, Channel Four, nine o'clock. Um, include uh, this is one of those programs they do. I think they, they've done this every year for a while on Channel Four. It's basically they're they're quite keen on aren't wealthy people mad type programs yeah. on Channel Four. So it, things people do to excess, and the rest of us go gasp. Yeah. Um, so, for instance, a bicycle that cost quarter of a million quid, twenty-four karat gold plated. That is ridiculous. Forty though, million quid. Twenty? No, two hundred and fifty thousand. A quarter, a quarter oh, of a million quid. Sorry. Although, to be perfectly honest, if you're going to spend a quarter of a million quid on a bike, you could probably, if they said, actually, no, sorry, I didn't. No, yeah, forty million, mate. Yeah, yeah, forty million. <laughs> yeah. Say, oh yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> Because by the time you've got to the position where you you can afford to spend True. a quarter of a million, you can probably afford to spend forty. You million. don't even know what you've got at that point, do you? No, uh, a forty thousand pound ball gown for a dog. <laughs> that better be a good do that it's going to. It better be a do. And would it wear it again? Well, it, that's, yeah, <laughs> yes, because there'll be talk in the papers. I'm sure, that's the dog's worn that before. Yeah, yeah. A bit like um, what's her name, Kate. Oh yeah, Princess. She, the she Duke, cannot Duke go Duchess anywhere, of, can she? Without. No. Oh, you wore that wore those boots before. That's why it's great. It's one of the upsides of being a bloke, that, isn't it? Yeah. You can get away wearing that suit time yeah. and time again. <laughs> Just as well, because I've only got one. Yeah. Um, Does that do you for funerals, weddings? Yep. Yeah. The whole works. Yeah. If you buy a suit, to, to, to me, if you buy a suit, get one that's quite plain. Yep. Uh, not black. I actually go for sort of like a charcoal thing yes. because you can get away with the charcoal at a funeral, but it doesn't look too funereal no. if you want to wear it at, say, a wedding. You can or get yeah, a nice sort of grey charcoal. Yeah, just you know, understated, not too flash. You can wear it on. Oh, you can wear it on the right stuff with with Matthew Wright if Ooh. you get invited to do the TV previews on that. Can you now? Well, that's what the one I wore. But possibly you can't because they haven't asked me back for a good two years. That's because of your suit. They don't like it. I reckon it. they look. He keeps wearing that funeral I know. suit. I reckon he's only got one suit. We can't have him back again. Is it one of those that, that jars on the telly? You know, it fuzzes on the telly. It doesn't. No, no, it doesn't fuzz on the telly at all. My face might do, and I think that could be the issue. Because <laughs> I look back. I, I used to look back on those very briefly. I hate listening to myself or watching myself. I look, I look, oh God, he's so fat. Yeah, seriously. Wow. God. Well, sorry, TV think... does that, doesn't it? Apparently. No, it's not TV. It's beer. Right. Yeah. Is that is is that maxim just something that fat people say about themselves on the telly? What the fat uh, that TV puts ten pounds yeah. on you? Well, being on I'm a Celebrity doesn't, does it? So you've got an auxiliary suit. Let's call it that. An auxiliary. Kind of yeah. Catch all. Um, so yeah, why were we talking about suits? Ball gowns for dogs. Oh, ball gowns for dogs. Yeah. What else have we got? To... Oh, funnily enough, as well as the world's most expensive presents, we've also got the final helping of How to Spend It Well at Christmas with Philip Schofield. Why are TV programme titles so ridiculously long now? True, but I like it. I've seen it and I enjoyed it. It was all right, wasn't it? Did you, <laughs> did you like the one with the pillow? Yeah. 
Well, yeah. he, was, he was testing that with his wife, wasn't I he? I think I might get one of those. What do you think? Um, no, because the actual pillow, this, yeah. this, if anyone didn't see it, it was a pillow that had um, little speakers in it, didn't it, that played you relaxing stuff to get you to sleep. Yes. So, um, you know, you could pr- presumably you can choose what you want, you know, ambient music or whatever else. <laughs> but the problem is the actual pillow looked rubbish. <laughs> well, in terms of support. Yeah, I was yeah, looking at the support and I thought, no, the support there is terrible. Was it just kind of floppy? Because I hate a floppy yeah, pillow. It was very soft, yeah. Uh, well, it's, I think you've got to be. If, you, if you're going to do a novelty pillow, it's first and foremost, it's got to fill its, fulfill its duty, its function as a pillow. Uh, well, yeah. Well, well think I guess that. it does, but not in the sort of way that I'd want it to. The actual, yeah, that, that pillow would cost about a tenner, I reckon. I'll tell you what I also saw the other day. Something, you, I think it was what, um, I, it might have turned up in like a, one of those adverts that pops up on your um, Facebook thingy mm-hmm. feed timeline yeah when you've scarily just googled something once and the next thing you know it's on your facebook feed. it's like a hammock for your head oh yeah have you seen this no if you imagine sort of two bits well a bit of rope and in the middle is like a sort of i don't know what it's like a mini hammock about the size of the of your head Hmm. and you you suspend it from anything from from a shelf or door handle or whatever and then you lie back and you rest your head in this hammocky thing and it's sort of meant to relax you oh, that because good. i think it's sort of i, I guess it, the weight of the rest of your body going downwards kind of maybe extends the neck muscles and relieves tension it looked quite nice i don't think i'll get one because, <laughs> no um, you can file it under things you'll never get but look quite nice it looked a bit like a sort of slingshot thingy catapulty thing right. can you imagine you know you could I if don't... it didn't work you could probably fire boulders out of your bedroom window at passing people <laughs> But don't. No. Anyway, uh, talking about festive food and drink and decoration. And um, uh, Vincent Simone, former ex Strictly Come Dancing person, is uh, helping test coffee pod machines. But the pod machines are very expensive because they seem to... You know, so basically, if you buy a, a bag of filter coffee, the same as you buy a bag of cafeteria coffee, you know, you, I don't know, £1.50? Yeah. I don't know, a couple of quids, something like that. Whereas three pods, I think, work out about £1.50. So you get an awful lot of... It might be convenient, but mm. a lot of the time also you want to make a jug. You don't want to make individual cups. I think we've done coffee now. OK. Wednesday, December the 13th, 12 sleeps as children, not adults. Yeah. Let me just yeah. say not adults, because you hear that you occasionally hear adults say sleeps and it just makes you want to pour hot coffee down the <laughs> Coffee out of what? <laughs> well, that's it. But it is, and that means also, because we get to this time of year, that we get to the uh, the latter stages of The Apprentice. Oh, yes. Which means the interviews round. The business end. The bit that where they all go and meet some of the rudest, grumpiest people Lord Sugar's been able to um, <laughs> find. Yeah. To sort of... Yeah, they're so rude, aren't they? I mean, they're ridiculously rude. You, I think, you know, people. there are people who I'm sure have experience of job interviews where they've been given a hard time, but these people are just, like, rude as soon as you walk through the door, aren't they, in these yeah. apprentice interviews? The thing about this bit, and stop me if this has been said a thousand I times... Think, I, I know what you're going to say, but say it anyway, and I'll tell you you've said it before. Come <laughs> the, the, the flaws that they discover in the CV are known about before the programme yes, starts. exactly. Whether you've said it or not, it, it, it's a... It's an obvious point, isn't it? Yeah. You, you wouldn't get... It's upside down. Yeah. You know, if you're taking... I don't know how many to start, start off with, 16, something like that? Yeah. Surely the, if their business plan, which is ultimately what this is all about, winning a £250,000 investment in your business plan, mm. if the business plan is rubbish or if they have got some fundamental flaw in their CV, like they've made something up, I'm not suggesting they have, but if they had done then that needs to be filtered out in week one, doesn't it? Exactly. So the problem is that we want to watch them squirm 
from a point of view of knowing how much <laughs> we dislike them or otherwise. Yeah. In other words, the interview has no sort of value as a TV uh, as a piece of television, unless we have some investment in those people that yeah. go into those interviews. Yeah, if they're yeah. just a bunch of strangers, we don't care. Mm. So, I mean, let's be honest. They obviously have been filled. They have filtered them to some extent. They wouldn't. Have, they wouldn't be in the competition if they were, you know, blatantly, obviously unsuited on every level. Sure. But what, what I do think is genuine is that they maybe discover the flaws, but they don't tell the contestants that they know that. So I think the reactions of the contestants when Claude. He viciously exposes some lie on a yeah. TV. Yeah. I think they are genuine. Yes, yeah. The reactions are genuine. So I think the producers of the programme know, know about these holes. And yeah, they do. They, yeah, yeah. I mean, this, yes, I mean, but the whole thing is... The more you watch it, the more the, the, the contrivances are yeah. ludicrous. And um, I'm not entirely sure. I, I still, to this day, I, I did an interview once on a, a thing on the Five Live where Claude Littner, who of course is one is Lord Sugar's left hand man and one of the grumpy people who does the interview, seemed to be sort of genuinely saying what talented people they are mm. on the show. It wasn't this series? I think it was a couple of series ago. Yeah. And I was sort of saying, well, really, because you don't <laughs> give the impression you think that. No, no. The whole program seems to be set up to make them look like idiots. Yeah. Yeah. But then you come on and you say, oh, this is great. This is the cream of British... No. Is it? Yeah, because Sugar will frequently say in the boardroom, this is a pathetic bunch. You're yeah. all rubbish. Yeah. Go back to the house. Yeah. Oh, that's nine o'clock, by the way, The Apprentice. Mm-hmm. But then you probably know that. Uh... Thursday it is. Yeah. <clears throat> Thursday, it indeed, it indeed, Thursday it is. Thursday mm. it is. How many times are we going to say that? <laughs> it doesn't matter if we need to. Uh, my voice is going. Is it? Keep going. Okay. Yesterday we were talking... Well, yesterday was about two seconds ago, but let's pretend it was yesterday. Uh, Thursday, December the 14th. Uh, the Apprentice, why I fired them. It's that bit between oh, the... the... one nobody watches. Yes, it is the bit that nobody watches. Yeah, so talk me through that. It's why a programme watch... too far, isn't it, this? Yeah. Because too much sugar, you know, is... <laughs> Rots like... your teeth. Yeah. And this rots your mind. Yeah. It's a bit like when you watch um, things like I'm a Celebrity that's on every night yeah. and they're various, you, you get used to seeing certain people around and then one of them goes and then you watch, even like 24 hours later, uh, a, a sort of resume of what's happened and, of course, in the recorded bit, that person is still in camp. Yeah. It looks, it jars. I don't, I can't quite describe it, but it always looks odd when you watch something back on a reality show that includes footage of somebody who's, who you know has been eliminated mm. and you've seen sort of sent packing and then they, part of the roundup includes a clip with them still in it. Okay. And they already look like they belong to another age. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why is that person still there? And it just shows how quickly we, you know, we forget about people. So, so the people that they, he's sent home, yeah, we know why he sent them home. Do you mean like on the titles on I'm a Celebrity, they feature the whole 12 people? A bit of today. that, yes, yeah. in- including people who've gone home on, on, under a cloud, yeah. <laughs> which I thought was quite strange. I thought they might get rid of them. But, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, well, they, we, they move, we, move, we move on quickly, don't we, in this we life? We do move, move on quickly, but we're encouraged to think that it matters hugely. Yeah. So, you know, anything that's going on in Strictly, any sort of rumours of backstage shenanigans or, 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 or you know, bust-ups... Mm. Well, it's meant to, meant to feel as well, you know, you're not going to care in about two weeks' time, are you? No, Forget. so let's not watch The Apprentice Why I've Hired Them. Who, you know, and it's like, you, know, you, you you watch something, I don't know, like Britain's Got Talent that's on every night from the latter stages. Yeah. And you, you might, I mean, you might not, but if you do watch it, you do tend to get caught up in the drama of it. 
but then within a couple of weeks, you struggle to remember who's won. Yes. You do, you really, I mean, yeah. That pianist one, Britain's Got Talent. Yeah. Did you remember that? I don't. Well, I don't get caught up in the initial drama. Ah, <laughs> so you didn't know in the first no. place. But I noticed he's, he's been popping up lately. Uh, again, on other ITV shows. They sort right. of roped him in as a sort of to help out on other shows that, that where they need a random pianist. Right. So The Apprentice is on. Uh, there's more of um, Love, Lies and Records, which I'm enjoying. BBC mm-hmm. One, Nine O'Clock. This is that uh, K-Mello drama. I saw one of these in the week. Yeah. But I kind of got it all in that one episode and thought, is there really six episodes in this? Does it need to be spun out to six? Well, I think, and I, I'm not going to say this, because A, because I haven't seen how it pans out yet. I've only watched the first four and also, but I don't want to spoil it in case I'm right, and then people will say, oh, you sport it. <laughs> it's bizarre. <laughs> Even though I won't be spoiling it because I'm just guessing. I I think there's a, a significant twist Ooh. to the whole, the central scandal thing. But should I be able to watch f- f- the first of the episodes, episode four, and get the whole thing? It's quite nice to be able to, isn't it? But yeah, you I probably suppose. shouldn't. You probably yeah. shouldn't. No, you should probably think, oh, I need to watch this from the start. Because I got that, um, you know, she, she, this stick was out there. The guy she'd had sex Although with... Although I had told you some of this before. You had. But the guy he, she'd had sex with was trying to convince her to stay with him. Yeah. And then the, her actual partner, uh, she thought that he found out about it and he, he, in the end proposed to her. So that's what yeah. we're up to. And I kind of know that now. So it's like a slowly moving bus yeah. that hasn't actually stopped. You could just trot and just leap on yeah. while it's still moving. Good analogy. Um, somewhere down the route... But, but yeah, I think there's a twist. I think I know okay. what the twist is. I'll tell you when I've seen the end, after everybody else has had a chance to see the end, whether that was the twist I thought it was going to be or, or indeed not. Okay. But then I want to be able to say, I told you so. But if I tell you so and it's right, and then people say I'm a sport here. And then if you do say it afterwards, how will I know that that was exactly right. what you'd. Go on. I t- it's to do with the actual blackmail bit. Yeah. Okay. I think there's, there's, it's not as straightforward as we think. Right. That's all I'm going to say. But as I say, I don't know. This is pure guesswork. I'm no more informed than anybody else, I promise. Okay. But that is on BBC One at nine o'clock, I do believe. It is. Oh, yeah, that lovely noise again. Did we miss out the Crystal Maze Celebrity Christmas Special from yesterday? Yeah. Quick talk about that then. Yesterday, there was the Crystal Maze Celebrity Christmas Special. Thursday, 9pm, Channel 4, yeah. featuring Richard Ayoade. Yeah, like him. And some... Eddie people. Simmons and uh, Molly King from the Saturdays and Strictly. Ah, whenever I now see somebody on telly that I don't recognise, I just go, oh, she must be from the Saturdays. Yes, <laughs> and that's normally everyone. right, yeah. actually. That's um, a good rule of thumb. Shall we talk about Friday, December We're back to 15th? Friday, yep. Are we doing that now? Are we going to play some more music? No, we'll just go straight into it. I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, coming out. This is a bit like, uh, sort of, The Apprentice, why I fired them, in that hmm. the programme too far... Yeah, thing isn't it? Uh, yeah, probably. And what's uh, and it's in the same sense that I'm a celebrity itself is very very formulaic, and every year's series sort of looks identical, and you could superimpose different heads on people. Um, you know, every mm. the whole setting, the, the opening titles haven't changed in years. The music hasn't changed. The location looks identical. The, the, you know, the, um, the the bit where they walk down the path to say we're going into camp to say who's the next person. Everything looks the same as the previous year. This show is about as sort of you know TV by numbers as you can get because it's basically going through each contestant in turn in order of elimination and reminding us of their their um, jungle journey. And then we follow them leaving the camp and meeting up with their um, their loved ones, going back to the hotel. And then they disappear and have a hot bath. And then they emerge. And they invariably look really, really weird because we're so used to look, them looking kind of just bedraggled and grubby. 
Um, and look, that looks the norm. That's how we... And then they come back and they've obviously thought, right, I'm going to spruce myself up for the first time in weeks. I'll have a bath and I'll get my hair done, and, you know, makeup, clothes and whatever. And they look ridiculous. Yeah. Because my brain is so used to seeing the other way. They look like people dressed up for the Halloween night on Strictly. <laughs> you know, so it's like, yeah, enough. No, too much. Too much everything. I'd like to have that effect on me at some point. You know, like someone go, God, you look really amazing tonight. Or, you know, you've done something there with your hair <laughs> yes. or something, you know. Yeah. For that, th- those <laughs> are just increasingly uh, as middle age encroaches. No, you, you're not, you can't make yourself look good. No. Can you? It doesn't matter <laughs> what you do. You can't make yourself look good. You can try every product. You can get the matte yeah. moisturizer. <laughs> you can tell yourself you make yourself look good. Yeah. The only way is to make yourself look absolutely dreadful. Yeah. Like yeah. Terrible most days. Like yes. really, really on, on on your uppers. So that when you actually look normal, people go, Oh, you you're looking you're looking all right there, Mike. I well I tend to sort of I, I, I can often go several days without shaving. Yeah. So I but it's never what you call a beard. It's just uh, you know, unruly stubble. Yeah. So when I have a proper shave, that's that does look quite startling. Uh, right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it does. It feels great. I could never grow. I could never grow a beard because I just think, oh, itch. But itch, everyone itch, looks itch. quite good with a bit of stubble. Do you not? Um, Do you Theresa May doesn't. <laughs> so this is yeah, this is them coming out, and we just we're reminded of um, their jungle journey. But Anton Deck pre-recorded are never as good as Anton Deck live because there's something about watching them live. Yeah. And True. that sort of the fact that you know that if it goes slightly wrong, they'll actually mm. make a virtue of it rather than trying to cover it up, and that's yeah. part of the fun. And it's all there's a sort of edge to them doing it live. I mean, it's pre-recorded. It all feels a bit like they want to go home. That yeah. they're just reading off an autocue, and they really would like to go home. That's it. And just for anyone listening, we're, we're never as good pre-recorded, are we? No, we're much better live. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> The very first live podcast. So if you've downloaded this, yeah. due to the wonders of modern technology, it's actually still live. Mm. Who'd have thought? Fancy Just, that. Funnily enough, talking of reality shows, um, we're on Friday, December the 15th still, but coming up uh, tomorrow, as we're talking, Saturday, December the 16th, this is the final of Strictly. But there's a big, big sort of plug and celebration of Strictly uh, mm-hmm. on tonight on Channel 5. Wow. That's weird, isn't it? To sort of make a big deal about arrival, yeah, a, a rival program, the rival channel's big show. Not least because it's sort of basically <laughs> acknowledging that at six thirty tomorrow night, you're not going to be watching us, yes. are you? You're going to be watching them. Yeah. So Channel Five might as well sort of just broadcast a, you know, the old picture of a kitten playing with a ball of wool. It's a bit like that yesterday channel. Yeah. When there's like some major TV, they just put the world at war on, yeah. <laughs> or like how tanks are made, yeah, and just appeal to that niche market. Called how tanks are made. Well, there's something called um, how how it's made. I think how it's made. And the it's, tank. It's uh, always that episode. Well, it's, 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 it can be as dull as you know cellophane or <laughs> bubble wrap. <laughs> it's, I'd like bubble wrap. How, should, how that's made. Oh, you've got to see it. This program. I think it's a channel called How It Works or something like that. And they basically use CCTV footage, footage from factories yeah. to, to sort of talk through how something's made. Yeah. Is it as interesting as the sort of speculating is? Uh, you know, it's a bit like that, where are they now thing. The answer is never as interesting as the speculation. Yeah, it is. It's, it's never very interesting. Because um, they do that with... It's a bit like Inside the Factory with Greg Wallace. They do a bit of that, don't they? How, yeah. how, how um, Christmas crackers are made. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Gift wrap. And, and it's dull. The Strictly story, Fake Tan Tangos and Ten from Len. That's a horrible title, ridiculous title, and it's what is the Channel 5 thing, 10 o'clock tonight, talking about 14 years of Celebrity Dance Law Delight. 
uh, talking to ex-competitors, judges, dancers, uh, and you know, celebrating a show that's yeah. become a part of TV. And that's thing. all ahead of <laughs> Saturday, December the sixteenth. Yeah, it's the final. The final. Yeah, mm. there you go. Six thirty, BBC One. Have you watched any of it? I have. Yep. Did you, are you enjoying it, or yeah, do you know yeah, what's yeah. going to happen? Have you seen the ending? I always anything? quite enjoy it. I just enjoy the look of it, I think. Yeah. It's got a warmth to it. It has got a warmth to it. I, I see they pitch that... it just right now. Yeah. I think they pitch it just right because, you know, you're watching something like X Factor, which got something like 4.4 million for its final, which is like, you might as well stop yeah. if you're only getting that. Channel 5 beckons. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, Strictly is almost like double that kind of audience. Yeah. These that, days. It's not even worth talking about now, is it? That the competition no, is over. No, nobody does. The jury's in. I used to. I, in previous years, because I, you know, if I'm doing radio interviews and stuff, I get rung up regularly. Say, can you come on air and talk about Strictly uh, about the X Factor? Nobody does that anymore. Nobody N- really? cares. Wow. Genuinely, nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I say nobody, but not that many. But I really want to talk about Word of the Year. Oh yeah, Tw- Word of the Year 2017, six o'clock, Channel Four, Saturday, December sixteenth. This is. Ah. Oh. It's. I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be fake news, but that's two words first. Anyway, is it snowflake? It should be snowflake, but then again, that's a, that's a, that word has existed already. It's yeah. complicit. Oh, well, that word's existed for a while, hasn't it? So I assume so. That's not I, a I don't criteria. think I've ever used it. I've just used it now, but I'm sort of quote in quote, in quote marks, which isn't the same. Well, I'm not a legal person, so I've not ever said you're, you're an complicit. illegal person. I am an illegal person. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not often you would say you were complicit in something. You'd be owning up to something, wouldn't you? That means you're. Does that mean you're guilty of something? Yeah, if you were complicit, I think it means you were partly responsible. But the the lexographers have decided that that is the word of the year. Gosh, because Wonder people why. use. I'm just. I've got an app on my phone. I'm just going to look it up on here. Mm-hmm. Let's see if it's on there first of all. I assume it must be. Well, while you're doing that, can I read your notes for Sunday? Yeah, do that. Sports Personality of the Year 2017. Yeah. Lewis Hamilton, Anthony Joshua and Chris Froome are among the 12 names on this year's Sports Personality shortlist. So is Harry Kane. Yeah. Uh, I like Harry Kane. I think he might win it. But Lewis Hamilton, I think, is going to win it, isn't he? Boring. Yeah? I, I, I hate Formula One. No, I don't mind it's it. It's not a sport. It's just cars. <laughs> it's not a sport. And, you it know, is. It's it not... is a sport. There's skill. There's a high level of skill. There? And physical endurance. Oh, I know this. I can accept the physical endurance, but ultimately, aren't you dependent on the car first and foremost? Mm. So, you're, you're, you know, if you are in a bad car, you could be the greatest racing driver in the world. But if the car's no good, then it counts for nothing. To an extent, but I'm sure Lewis Hamilton is a better driver than the guys in tenth and eleventh who are basically driving a Renault Megane. <laughs> I'm not um, a fan of Lewis Hamilton. No. Okay. No. Well, he doesn't get your vote. I don't warm to him. I find, you know, so, no. If he came, if, I'll be honest, if he came 15th on the shortlist, I'd be, oh, it wouldn't bother me. Uh, Harry Kane, footballers, footballers tend not to win. No, no. They tend to sort of, they'll, they'll much show up in third place because there's too much tribalism involved. That, so, and I think there's a feeling that they get enough glory anyway, don't they? They get enough glory anyway. Mm. I want it to be uh, Anya Shrubsole, right. who's the woman cricketer. Oh, I didn't see her. She is, well, depending on which book you go to, because get, it gets to a certain point where the odds are so ridiculously unfavourable that it makes no odds. And one bookie, she's 150 to 1. Another one, she's 100 to 1. Right. Uh, she took six wickets against India in the Women's World Cup final at Lords in the summer to turn uh, what looked like a, a certain defeat into a glorious victory. Mm. And it was, a, you know, I'm not the world's biggest cricket fan, but I am a fan. 
And I think it's also significant that that afternoon I'd been at a match myself locally, which kind of got, well, rained off really. Um, so we were stood around for about 45 minutes until we realised that they were never going to play, or if they did, it was going to be sort of stop-starting and frustrating to watch. So we thought, oh, come on, let's go home. So we went home, we actually switched on the channel, we forgot this was on, and we thought, oh, gosh, <laughs> we've had one miserable cricket experience, and we've come home and this is on, and mm-hmm. it's, you know, England are obviously, you know, guaranteed to lose it. And then she just she was just amazing, and it was very oh. emotional. Oh, good. So you oh, don't care. Well, I think what's lovely about that is it's better than it, Lewis it, Hamilton. Well, it's great mm. when you happen across a major sporting event like that, you yeah. know, just casually, yes. and you suddenly realise that you're fortunate enough to be witnessing something pretty amazing. Yeah, like sports. Arena, exactly, you know, exactly. That's and that's, a nice how it, that's how it felt. Yeah. you know, they have won the women's World Cup before, but you thought, wow, that that was genuinely fantastic performance by. You know, an unsung hero, yeah. somebody who who you know nobody particularly knows. It's, I mean, she won't win because there isn't the you know sadly there isn't that that you know no. strength of support for the game. One more thing to mention on Sunday, nine o'clock, BBC One. Oh, it's the Prentice final. Yeah. Nine o'clock. Always BBC the sort, always a bit of an anticlimax. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. It's never it, quite as good. I think. Yeah, I think we just got to that point. It is funny, isn't it? Do you know, sometimes the journey is, is much more interesting than the destination. Better to travel than to arrive, is that And I think the, that the apprentice is, is, the, uh, is the living embodiment of that. Possibly because it, it doesn't play up the ninnydom. By the time he gets to the final, he's going to give away quarter yeah, of a million quid. They're both quite good. It, it, it's got, well, they're either, got, they're either both quite good or the show has to make them look yeah. good at the end. Otherwise, yeah. it implies that he's giving away money to somebody who doesn't deserve it whereas all the way along the line it's all about who's going home that's right yeah so therefore you can play up the incompetence whereas when it's about who's going to win yes you have to play up the the ability and that's not very interesting but if you want to watch it when's it on nine o'clock sunday december it's nine o'clock sunday december the 17th straight after sports it's on at nine o'clock on sunday december the 17th at nine (laughs) o'clock i've said that already (laughs) Well, Sports Personality of the Year is at 6.45 on Sunday... Well, Sports Personality of the Year is on at 6.45 on Sunday, December the 17th. And The Apprentice, the final, is on at 9 o'clock. <laughs> I'm going to leave all that in, you know. No, oh, God, are you? I think so, for fun. Yeah, do. Might as well. Might as our, well. Our dozen listeners will love it. They'll love that little insight yeah. into the... Into how it comes together. <laughs> so I've been talking about people being incompetent, and then I just, can't I just, stop. I just, I do worry it might ruin the magic a bit, though. What magic is that? <laughs> yeah, the magic we conjure. Yeah. And if you wish to subscribe to this nonsense on a regular basis, you can yeah. find us at telly.click. Do it, subscribe, please. <laughs>